0: Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. Well, good morning again. I decided to talk about balance today. One reason is because I could use some, and I think we all could. You know, it's pretty easy to get out of whack, I like to call it, when we have such busy, busy lives. And I was thinking the other day, surely our past generations couldn't be as busy as we are. And then I think, oh, yeah, maybe those pioneer days. I mean, can you imagine, and, and many other days too, can you imagine having to be totally self-sufficient, have to build your own home, have to raise your own food through um, gardening or livestock, cooking in a primitive surface, uh, um, sewing your own clothes. We could go on and on, but yeah, they were busy. They were very busy, but a different kind of busy I I submit, though, we have a lot of modern conveniences, right, that help us with some of that. Um, But I think the major, although I'm gonna back up a second, I think we spend a lot of time managing our conveniences and our technology, don't you? (laughs) But um, I think the major difference between past generations and us is mass communication. I don't know how many of you saw the movie with Tom Hanks, uh, News of the World, It's where he traveled around on horseback in northern Texas and went to all of these little towns to read them the newspaper, literally. Townspeople would gather and he would read the newspaper to them because that's the only way that they had an opportunity to learn what was going on uh, around them. Unlike us, who are bombarded, <laughs> I submit, with uh, news and information everywhere we look. We can hardly get away from it, right? So we have to exercise control, I guess, or monitor how much of all of that from television, radio, podcasts, newspapers, magazines, and of course the Internet. How much are we going to use and enjoy and how much are we going to put into our consciousness? So today we're going to talk about balance and maybe some of the ways to gain and regain balance. When I was thinking about the topic of balance, I sort of pictured in my mind those gymnasts, you know, those incredible gymnasts that walk that narrow balance beam that we see in the Olympics. I love that. I'm amazed. Usually I'm holding my breath, you know, because uh, they're so amazing. And while our balance might not be, might not need, may not be exactly like that, we too need to keep our equilibrium and balance all the different aspects of our life if we really want to live the lives that we imagine and dream about, to walk that fragile line between harmony and disharmony, order and disorder. But just maintaining the physical dimensions of our lives can be challenging every day, don't you think? For example, sleep. Just how much sleep do we need to maintain proper rest and energy, but not too much so that we become lethargic? Food. How much food do we need to nourish our bodies, but not put on too much extra weight that might tax our organs and cells? Never mind choosing healthy food all the time over avoiding food without much nutrition. And exercise. What is the right amount of exercise? enough to keep us strong and flexible and avoid being couch potatoes, but not so aggressive that we drop out of our regimes quickly. Surely it's not just me that has set up this impossible regime of exercise. I'm going to walk three miles every day and lift weights seven days a week, not just six, but seven and, you know, drop out of it pretty soon. (laughs) Gym owners can tell you that for sure, how we all rush to the gym after New Year's, right? And then membership starts dropping off and people stop uh, coming. But same with work and play. I think we all know that too much work certainly can make Jack and Jill dull and also take themselves so seriously. So we need play, too much play, of course, I suppose. I'd like to find out, but too much play makes, could make us irresponsible and perhaps frivolous. Doesn't frivolous sound good? I don't think I got that G, but it sounds good. But we need a balance. We need a happy medium. And how about the need to be alone and the need to be with others? Sometimes these needs can uh, compete with each other. As we know, some people are extroverts and some people are introverts. And, you know, those designations are really about where we get our energy. Most of you have probably taken one of those assessments like Myers-Briggs, and uh, it shows you whether you're introvert or extrovert. But it's really how we get our energy to go and be with others. For instance, some people that don't know me very well might think I'm an extrovert, but actually I'm smack dab in the middle because I love being with people and I love to have fun, but I must have my solitude in order to get my energy. I call it my contemplating the universe time. (laughs) Sounds better. But this balance between being alone and being with others is an interesting one. And it's particularly important in marriages and partnerships and relationships. It's really the balance between intimacy and independence. And that can be a bit tricky. But the great poet and philosopher Khalil Gibran spoke about this particular balance in his work, The Prophet. And I'm just going to read a couple of excerpts. Let there be spaces in your togetherness. Let the winds of heaven dance between you. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone, even as the strings of the lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. And stand together, but not too near together, for the pillars of the temple stand apart. And the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. I think that's really beautiful. So we all want to be balanced and at peace, right? But sometimes it can be tempting to succumb to societal or cultural pressures to do it all or to overdo it in one area or another in our life and get out of whack, as I say. These are the scales of justice in case you don't know what I'm doing up here. I was in the grocery store line some time back, and I picked up a women's magazine just to read while I was waiting, and here was what was on the cover, just the cover. Improve your diet. Reduce your debt. Increase your strength. Say no to perfect parenting. Make peace with your gadgets. Simplify your wardrobe. Solve your skin problems. Phew, that's a lot to do. I was exhausted just reading the cover. Needless to say, I did not purchase that magazine. (laughs) But I got to wondering, is it just women's magazines or do men's magazines encourage all of this too? So I didn't want to get out of line, but the next time I was in there, I picked up a men's magazine. And this one talked about how to age awesomely. (laughs) How to add five years to your life. Learn the fastest workout ever. A fix. Read about a fix for chronic pain. How working puzzles can give you joy. Make grilled cheese like a grown-up. <laughs> That's my favorite, except, except maybe this last one. Driving a virtual lawnmower. They have a game now called Lawnmower Stimulator simulator, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'll go with simulator. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, But, you know, these games are kind of popular now. This game, I think, is so boring and so repetitive that it's supposed to be a stress release, relief as you watch the Uh, grass be cut and fly away, and I'm sure there's music and other sound effects. Then I begin to think, hey, I think you guys may have it a little bit better. I mean, your magazine at least talks about some fun things. But anyway, this matter of balance is often a struggle between our sense consciousness and our higher consciousness, our elevated sense of consciousness, which we can just call our higher nature. But we know the good news is that we can change our ideas and behavior as we embrace more of our divine true self. But you know, how we view the world and our place in it is a critical question to ask. And the question is, do you see the universe as friendly or hostile? And you might say, well, it depends. I can make a case for either on any given day. But I'm talking about deep in your core, what do you believe? Do you have faith that good will prevail? Do you bring the expectation for good into your life and the lives of others? For example, let me ask you a question. What are your thoughts when you first wake up in the morning? Besides coffee, that's mine, but uh, do you wake up with a sense of dread and think, oh, today's going to be awful. I have so much to do, and I don't want to do any of it, and it's not going to go right anyway. I want to just pull the covers back over my head and go to sleep. Anybody had days like that? <laughs> well, we've all had a few of those, certainly, but the opposite is waking up start to start your day. Remember how wonderful it is to be alive. That may sound trite, but for those of you who deal with healing issues and all of that, you, can, you certainly know it's not. But just that whole idea of being alive and all the opportunities and possibilities that the day will bring. It's also a great time to think about some other ways that you're grateful and begin your day on a foundation of gratitude. For we know that like begets like. Right? That's our third unity principle. Thoughts and feelings held in mind tend to reproduce after their kind. Produce after their kind. Let me say that again. Thoughts and feelings held in mind tend to produce after their kind. Even if you have small children that might wake you up, they could have fun with this gratitude exercise too. You know, I remember a friend once told me that she was so down and yet she was doing this gratitude practice that being thankful for electricity was the only thing that she could come up with that day. And I know that, you know, we we are where we are and we start with something. Those of us who suffered the power blackouts last year have a new appreciation for electricity as well. I know all of you were giving thanks for electricity during those blackouts. Well, one of my favorite quotes. Now I've got to go back. Ah, by E.B. White I arise in the morning torn between the desire to improve the world and a desire to enjoy the world. This makes it hard to plan the day. I love that. But back to waking up in the morning. At this point, the day is neutral, right? The day is the day, and it hasn't even started for you. And so what we do know is that our lives are lived largely predicated on the level of our thoughts, ideas, and actions. In large measure, you're going to bring about your day and determine how it goes. Now, does that mean nothing that appears negative is going to happen? Does it mean that everything and everyone you encounter is going to be perfect? You're not in control of that. The only thing you're in control of is how you act and react, no matter the circumstances. That's the hard part, despite outer circumstances. The Apostle Paul reminded us to pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. It's really the foundation of faith, isn't it? Faith is a willingness to work in the dark, to walk a trail the heart can see, but the eye cannot. But I think the secret to balance is to integrate all the different facets of our life to a blend that fits our lifestyle and our values. Our values are very important in this endeavor. Whoop. Sorry, I think I'm too fast for this thing. No, that's just not in the order I have it. That's okay. Um, so we've. I am going to have to find that slide though. Huh? Wow. Here we go. Okay. Achieving life balance is what I call this slide. Uh, We've already talked about our physical needs, uh, that physical dimension of our life, uh, exercise, nutrition, sleep, and a lot of other factors. And then we have the social aspect of our life, our relationship with significant others with families, with friends, and colleagues. And you could even put maybe your social activism or or how you interact with the community in this sphere as well. And our intellectual, what about your mental activity, your reasoning, and learning, and self-development? That's a whole category too. Emotional, how well do we deal with our feelings? How well do we cope with stress and other factors? And then we have the career paid work. Some of you are retired. Some of you are still working. We still work anyway. But is it rewarding work? Uh, How are you handling work? Do you have uh, satisfaction at work? And, of course, spiritual. Spiritual is not really last. It's just last in this particular way that I put it on the screen because... um, and that's our beliefs and practices for our well-being. Actually, I think spiritual is in all of this, right? And if you think about a circle, just a blank circle, and putting spirit in the middle, and but no circle around it, and then having all the different elements of social and physical, where spirituality underlies and is a part of all of the dimensions of our life. So how balanced would you say your life is? Looking at this and some other factors. One thing that's not in that is uh, routine tasks that we do. All of the shopping and the cooking and the planning and, you know, routine tasks take up a, a lot of your time and energy too. But I think it would be fun to investigate. So I'm inviting you throughout the next week to look where and in what manner you are investing your time and energy. You could even think about what percentage of time are you spending in each area. Do you find that there are areas where you're spending a huge amount of time and effort and others not much at all? And what does it mean then? And of course, what it means is what you say it means. Maybe it means that you are pretty well balanced, and you like your life, and it's going just fine for your situation and your stage of life. And, but perhaps you see some areas where, wow, I'm not putting much time into that, and I see all of this other time that I'm putting a lot in. So perhaps you would like to invest more time and energy in some other ways. I I use this exercise in training, but before I ask people to do this exercise, I actually ask them to do a values sort. Do you know what I mean? It's just a piece of paper that has lots of values, maybe two or three columns of values. And What you do, and if you want one, there's a lot on the Internet, just free uh, value sort, but I have them. I'd be happy to share with you. But what you do is you go through fast, and you just tick every value, that, you, that applies to you. Yes, I'm that. Yes, I'm that. Yes, I'm loyal. Yes, I'm responsible. Yes, I'm. And then you get it down to your top five, which is a little bit harder. It forces you to think, what are my top five values? And then when you make your slice of life pie, when you look at that pie with all of those different elements, now you get to draw it. How much time am I spending here? Well, how big a piece of the pie is this? And then you ask yourself, is my life as I'm currently living it, does it match up with my values? And I think it would be fun, but also revealing. And if you take the time to do that on paper, it, you know, sometimes looking at something physically, like a piece of paper, brings you more clarity and meaning along the way. Well, what are some ways in which we can ensure balance? Well, you probably knew we were going to put meditation and prayer first, the king and queen of, uh, of unity. That meditation, that calming, centering, silencing yourself that allows your true and authentic nature to come forth. Affirmative prayer, that's unity's prayer, right? We're not focused on our problems, but instead we're coming from our highest consciousness, oneness, claiming what we know to be true in a spiritual sense. I wanted to share something that Loyal Fillmore, who was the first son of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, they had three sons. They were all involved in unity. It would be fun to talk about that sometime. But Loyal wrote a book called The Prayer Way to Health, Wealth, and Happiness. and This he shared in his foreword. If I address a prayer to God but keep my attention on the problem, I shall therefore still have my problem. And I'm going to run into that problem and keep running into it as long as my attention is upon it. My need need is to fix my attention upon the omnipresence of God's goodness so that I run into that heavenly condition. The 12 powers. Hey, I hear somebody's going to be teaching the 12 powers coming up in June pretty soon. That's me, and I invite you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, i got to go home and start working right now. But, um, yeah, it's fun, and I'd just like to invite you to join. It's seven Saturday mornings in a row, 1030 to noon. I know Saturdays may be tough, but we get you in and out by noon. The weekend is yours. And we're going to learn about, not only learn about the 12 powers, but how to use them every day in our lives. But in reference to this, do you know that you can claim one or two divine powers for your day? You wake up and you have that kind of day I talked about. You do have an incredibly busy schedule. Get quiet and ask yourself, what power or powers do I need for today? Is it strength to endure? Is it order to have the right sequencing and harmony and balance? Maybe it's zeal to bring some energy into your day or wisdom. It can be any of these 12 powers, and you can actually call them forth and use them in your day, especially when you do the next thing, writing an affirmation, a denial and an affirmation to go along with it, and you have that with you all day too. We remember that denials are statements that give no power to the, pro- to the problem. It's not saying that there's not this problem, and uh, if you see that there's a problem, there's one. But what you the denial is that you're not going to give it any power. And an affirmation, those are positive statements of truth. Let me give you an example, and I'll choose one that I struggle with. Here's my denial. I give no power to the thought of not having enough time to finish everything. Anyone ever have that one? Your life's so busy. And and, and an affirmation could be, as I realign my mind with spirit, I affirm divine order and move with confidence and ease. But you will write them. It can be anything you want. And... uh, you know, when somebody cuts you off on the freeway, you can whip out your uh, affirmation. <laughs> I have something else for that, and that in a minute. But uh, yeah, and uh, so joyful activities bleeding into self-care. You know, uh, I can't tell you what particular ideas you enjoy doing, but I would ask myself, I would recommend, what gives you joy? What gives you joy? Is it being out in nature? Not when it's 106, but earlier in the morning or late at night. Taking a walk or sitting in nature, gardening. Maybe it's music. Maybe you play and sing like these talented people here. Or put on music. I always put on uplifting music to clean house. I can tell you that for sure. And it makes me kind of forget that I'm cleaning house. Kind of. Um, Do yoga. That's a wonderful exercise. Write in your journal. Touch base with a friend you haven't touched base with in a while. Think of someone you love. Read something that inspires you and interests you. And the self-care measures are as unique as we are. I know a friend that running a bath with bubbles and a candle, maybe a favorite beverage, that is her idea of self-care. and She does it regularly. You can take a nap, too. I took a nap a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean, I've taken one since. But a couple, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I took a nap, and I got up, and I went, I took a nap. I haven't taken a nap since kindergarten. Really, but it's quite wonderful, an afternoon nap. And one that I would really recommend is take a break from technology. Turn off your phone and your computer and your, all your other gear if only for an hour and longer if you can, but just get away. Taking the time to rejuvenate and renew. And the last one that I talked about uh, a second ago when I said whip it out uh, are touchstones. And They don't have to be stones, but these are things that have meaning to you that you can actually carry with you or have at important places. And you all got your stone from the uh, New, Year's, New Year's, right? You all had your new name, and you wrote it on the, in the white stone ceremony. I, I had to stay home, so I have my stone right here in my pocket. I picked a very flat, small white stone and wrote my new name for this year, and you can carry it, carry it along with you. Uh, it could be anything. It could be an affirmation. It could be a special candle. It could be a little meditation icon. People give me these little icons that you can kind of um, rub when you're doing meditation. But I suggest keeping these by your computer for sure, if if you are in your computer a lot, in your car, uh, where you brush your teeth, etc. And they're just little reminders that remind us that we have the choice to be balanced and to stay on the spiritual path despite the circumstances. Well, walking on the balanced beam of life, it can be delicate but well worth it for your well-being and wholeness. And before the meditation, I wanted to share a few quotes. Nope, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. Well, I'm sorry, these slides are, ah, yeah, here we go. Uh, This is by Thomas Merton, and Thomas Merton was an American Trappist monk but he was also a mystic and an interfaith proponent. And in fact, he held some of the pioneering conversations with the Dalai Lama, Thich Nhat and others. Happiness is not a matter of intensity, but of balance and order and rhythm and harmony. Don't those very words make you feel better? Balance and order and rhythm and harmony. And another favorite. When Mother Teresa was asked how she could stay so spiritual all the time, she said, as she was prone to do, well, nobody can be that way all the time. You just have to have the intention of going in that direction. That's what counts. And I think Mother Teresa is right. What matters most is that we have the intention and I would add discipline, to be willing to uncover our authentic spiritual selves and allow and align with the oneness that we truly already are. Now let us prepare for meditation. I thought since we're talking about balance that I would do a 12-power meditation So what we're going to do is touch on all 12 of the power centers. So get still if you can. Put your feet on the floor. Put your palms up. You can put them in your lap or to the side. or You can do anything you want, really. With your attention at the center of the brain, silently affirm, I am faith. I have faith in things invisible. With spiritual guidance, I know the truth of what I am. I am spirit, committed to being the best Christ I can be. With your attention over your front forebrain, silently affirm, I am will. I align my consciousness with divine mind. I am open and receptive to following my understanding of God-mind. I make choices based on this good. With your attention over your right forebrain, again, silently affirm, I am understanding I give thanks for spiritually seeing, comprehending, and knowing the truth. And the truth sets me free. Now focus your attention on the area between the eyes and silently affirm, I am imagination. I see from the highest watch I envision peace and harmony in this abundant universe. My divinely inspired imagination catapults creativity and wonder. Now focus on the back of your neck, the base of your brain, and silently affirm, I am zeal. I go forward with vigor and enthusiasm for that which is mine to do. I am passionate and motivated by divine guidance. Now focus on the hollow of your throat and silently claim, I am power. I allow no thoughts of limitation, For I have dominion over my thoughts. I have the power to change my thoughts as necessary. To energize my body and to bless others. I think thoughts of wholeness for all. Now let your attention drop to your heart center and silently affirm I am love. I am the perfect expression of divine love. Love that transforms and fills my heart with harmony. Love fills my mind with kind, helpful thoughts. And through the consciousness of love, I speak words of praise and cheer. Now beneath the heart, the pit of the stomach, silently affirm, I am wisdom and good judgment. I temper my emotions with wisdom and make the best decisions for myself and others. This allows me to be a blessing to others. And now at the navel, the center of the abdomen, affirm, I am order. I use organization and right relationships to claim order and harmony in my world. The order that allows my spirit to be nurtured and calm. And now the small of the back. I am strength. My strength is steady, resilient, and confident because my strength emanates from my awareness of my higher nature. Now focus on the lower abdominal region and affirm. I am elimination I release all that works against my higher good. I release resentment, petty concerns, and negative behaviors. For in my consciousness, all is well. And finally, focus on the reproductive area and affirm, I am life, and life flows through me Recharging my body, mind, and spirit with sustained energy, I fully embrace oneness and holiness and wholeness. Oneness, holiness, and wholeness. And when you're ready, Come back to this place and time, hopefully recharged and renewed. Open your eyes when you're ready. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.